Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 228th episode of the Hungry Gamers podcast. We're powered by Apid.net, Audio Technica, and those sexy legends over at Manscaped. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8-Bit. And joining me today, my podcast, Ride or Die, my co-host on this very special, very unique, very unscripted uh, Valentine's Day love, romance, and everything in between edition of The Hungry Gamers, Miss Ali Hart. You can find her on them socials at Miss Ali Hart. How you doing today? Doing well. It's that wonderful time of the year where we're kind of made to feel guilty whether we're alone, whether we buy shitty gifts, or whether we care about the actual day itself. But, I mean, hey, it's always a good day to kind of work around our deep, darkest kinks when it comes into gaming. (laughs) (laughs) Perfectly explained, yeah. So, uh, obviously, from from that open, uh, we're obviously doing a... An episode in in conjunction with uh, the the day that is Valentine's Day. It's uh, it's currently the thirteenth of February here in Australia, the twelfth in the US as we record. Uh, but this will be out the day after Valentine's for Australians, or on Valentine's Day for Americans and the rest of the world. So we thought we'd uh, we'd talk about yeah, sort of heart related moments in video games. We're talking about uh, you know unique crushes, ride or dies. We'll have a look at sort of um, where people are ranking the the quote unquote uh, sexiest video game characters as well and sort mm-hmm. of maybe debate that a little bit. Are they on the mark? Are they off the mark? But yeah, we're not really going to be tackling any news. We might if we've got some time, but uh, full disclosure, we've misread the the calendar and the actual time on the clock. And we've got to record a Cyberpunk 2077 spoiler cast after this. So we may not tackle any news at all. We're already not tackling what we've been playing. But um, yeah, we've been playing some games that have been out for a while. But we'll talk about those on a future episode yeah. <laughs> of THG. And maybe Miss Hart, maybe we'll just jump right into this, eh? Let's maybe do it. We'll, uh, we'll do the, the first question that we've thrown out to, to the listeners. And it is, what is the most heartwarming moment you've experienced in a video game? <clears throat> um, Miss Hart, did you want to tackle the Discord responses and I'll grab the Twitters or did you want to grab Twitters and I'll grab Discord? I can do the Discords. They're the ones we've listed up here first. So yeah. um, the peeps over at the Discord. So we have Tillhouse who says, Witcher 3 Unicorn. It's not heartwarming, but it certainly heats up. And I think I know what scene he's talking about. I haven't played The Witcher 3, but I think I've pretty certain i've seen that like scene referenced quite a lot on the internet yeah that is uh that is Geralt and yen uh having some fun times on a big uh stuffed unicorn that that yen has had for many many years of her her very long long and illustrious life and uh yeah they go to town on it like um <laughs> makes me giggle because i i sort of think of this scene and um, the Anchorman sex scene, sort of hand in oh, hand. They're the yeah. only two things in media I can think of that involved a unicorn and sex. And um, yeah, they just are forever linked. Yeah, it's a weird connection there. Uh, Limo Tank, also on the Discord, says pulling the Master Sword or the ending of Bioshock Infinite or the ending of Shadow of the Tomb Raider. And I don't 
think I'm familiar with the ending of Bioshock Infinite or Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I, I'm familiar with these endings. I'm not going to talk spoilers, but uh, both of them were were pretty emotional roller coasters, especially the ending of Infinite. The way that game sort of wraps and where it goes and the the possibilities as far as spin-offs and where they could take the story really, really sort of churned up the emotions. Um, the first one he mentioned, and I know I'm probably one of the few that is very ho-hum with this, but everyone that's listened to probably at least one or two episodes of The Hungry Gamers knows that I'm not the biggest uh, Zelda guy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Ocarina of Time I can give a lot of mad props to, but like, you know, most recently with Breath of the Wild, I'm like... Yeah, cool. Righto, it's a game. You know, it's it's fine as uh, as our sort of scoring <laughs> metric goes. Still, yeah. yeah, you know, it's fine. Uh, but you know, that's I think that Master Sword is is a is a good um, it's a good consistent sort of heartwarming experience you can get in a lot of games where you do get this mythical item or uh, this mythical moment happens and and I do remember sort of dealing with that in those early Zelda iterations where you do finally get this very powerful device and you're like, oh my. You know, I saw, I feel like I can take on the world now. You know, Ganon, you go down, brother. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't wait for more Bioshock. And um, yeah, obviously Shadow of the Tomb Raider, the the origin story of, of Miss Lara Croft, mm. done very well by Crystal Dynamics and Co. Uh, check it out if you haven't, Miss Hart. You need to play those games. I know. Like the most recent ones actually look really good. So I should probably take some time aside and, you know, churn through those. There's two at the moment, right? Of the more latest version. Right? No, there's three. There's three. Three? Yeah. Three? Hmm. I think it's a trilogy, right? Is it? I only remember two, so I'll have to check out what the third one is. And Clayton in the Discord says, When Aurora finally makes it back home and saves her people after being trapped in Lemuria, certainly helped that my daughter Poppy was due to be born in a few weeks upon completing this excellent game. And what game so, is this one? So Mr. Clayton here is talking about a little indie gem known as Child of Light. So uh, great, great little sort of uh, uh, side-scroller platformer uh, done by, by Ubisoft and Ubisoft Montreal. Funnily enough, full full sort of spoiler here, well, not spoiler on the game itself, but Salim the Dream and I uh, actually worked on an iteration of something that wasn't called SpoilerCast at the time way back when I was still living in Sydney. And this was going to be our first ever episode of this sort of deep dive spoiler casty show and we recorded it but um but... Ne- never cut it together or, or sort of i guess landed on the secret source so i've got this episode oh. recorded on the computer still from like four years ago as something <laughs> of a little test project that we never worked on but um yeah great great game very gorgeous uh great visuals really cute soundtrack and um yeah, really good story yes it looks pretty I have to yeah. put that one on my list too. This is just going to be me putting games on a list. <laughs> Thank you in advance, <laughs> listeners, for uh, padding out the uh, the to-do list of gaming, that's for sure. Uh, then we also have Ramp- Ramster? Ramp- yeah, Ramster. Uh, let me know if I'm getting your names wrong on the Discord. You can, you know, chew me out and tell me how to actually say your names properly. They say Chrono Trigger, frog, ca- frog carving a path through the mountain using Masamune. It isn't exactly a heartwarming experience, but it still gives me goosebumps every time I watch it. I haven't got really much skin in the game in the, in the Chrono Trigger series. Like, uh, I think mm. I dabbled way back when um, on, like, gens of consoles from our childhood. But, um, 
yeah, I've heard there's some good some good moments in that nice little JRPG. Mm. All I know is that it actually has really good music. I've actually heard a lot of video game remixes that uses Chrono Trigger, um, like themes and music in it, and it sounds pretty good. So mm. I'm going to do for that. Yeah. No. All right. So if we if we migrate over to the responses on Twitter and at it's Tilby, see Matt Tilby here, the the host of Hoop Dreams on the Eight Bitter podcast circuit. He says, uh, "Providing character's arc to get her with Jun Lei in the outer world is just so cheesy and cute. I couldn't deal with it. Made running through the alien infested planet that had the special cookies for the date all the more worth it." So, it is did cute. you play the outer worlds? You you know this quest he's talking yeah, about? Yeah, I actually do know this quest. Yeah, like I, it definitely came to mind. Just overall, the, like, um. Pavati herself is adorable. She's like she the really cutest is. like character that I've had in a video game in a long time. And then the moment where I realized she then was developing a crush for this other character and that you were kind of nudging her, you're kind of helping her out. I'm like, well, this is cute. This is so adorable. I loved it. Yeah, it's a, it was it was very relatable too with sort of how how, how sort of bumblingly cute <laughs> yeah. she was with some of it and how mm-hmm. unsure about, you know, what to wear and what to cook and all this kind of stuff. It, it's really cute. It's it's like like sort of, I guess, if you're a parent seeing your kid go on their first date yeah. and sort of just making sure it works out. And, yeah, she, she's one of the best things about The Outer Worlds by a long way. And, and that little that little sort of uh, episodic uh, story arc you get with her is, is phenomenal. So mm-hmm. uh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh, at Jamie Penning over on Twitter's, one I can think of, uh, one I can think of, is the ending to Astral Chain, where the main character realizes what's happened to their father and knows exactly what's going to happen next. He doesn't want to put spoilers in for, you know, just in case for people who haven't played it. Appreciate. I haven't played Astral Chain yet. I have downloaded it because I believe it's on uh, Xbox Game Pass at the moment. And, oh, is um, it? When I was doing my downloads uh, a couple of weeks ago, I added it to my added it to my list. So it's it's on my list to check out because it does look very funky, um, mm. very funky. It's sort of I don't know how to describe it. It's like anime Devil May Cry is sort of the way I I sort of look at it as as a way to describe it. It looks very fast paced, which I can always yeah. appreciate with the game. I've watched a few Twitch streamers um, play it because I was very curious about it. So yeah, it looks yeah. like a good one. It looks like you're in for look- a, quite a moment. Yeah, it looks cool, and I, I think I just like the the darkness that it's got in it. Like, not as in the lighting itself, but it just seems like it's got a pretty, pretty dark and serious tone to it. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, at uh, Jono himself, obviously Australia's Jono Peck, he says two come to mind: the brief relief of domestic happiness on Ellie and Dina's farm, and then the second one is when John Marston buys the land deed and builds a house for Abigail. I. <laughs> wholeheartedly agree funnily enough they're both tied around farming homesteads these are uh, these these two moments he's mentioning and referring to here, but they are they are two very big moments especially with the what's to come after these moments uh and knowing i guess how much how much weight these moments in time have where it is just like this nice beautiful pure sense of complete happiness only for things to to change uh, not too long after, so yeah, they're they're big ones. They're big ones. They're they're both on on sort of my short list. That's for damn sure. Is the John Marston one when that song plays, or is that later on the house building song that's like during a building sequence of a house? That's that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I love that. I love the yeah. tune. Yeah, uh, at Dodgy Don Gaming, 
That moment at the end of Far Cry 3 when you don't pick your friends. If you know, you know. Oh. Do you know, Miss Hart? Do you did know? I get to the ending of Far Cry 3? I think I did. And I think I know what he's referring to. Yeah. It's it's tough because so many of these um, gaming moments that people reference are like big pivotal scenes in a game. Yeah. So we don't really want to deep <laughs> dive of- and spoil it for everybody. So mm. almost use these lists and answers from people here as, as, oh, yeah, as Miss Hart said, to add to your gaming yeah. list to go back and yeah. play so you know what we're talking about exactly. <laughs> or not talking about. Exactly. All right, uh, at the Spawny 13, obviously Benny McJanet, the uh, the host of Cocktail Club. End of Ori and the Blind Forest. I love that series. I love that franchise. I've uh, never played it. So beautiful, so heartwarming, so gut-wrenching. And, yeah, I'm with you, Benny. I'm with you. Uh, sadly, <laughs> we're talking in riddles still, and that's all we're going to say about these endings. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Have you, you played any Ori, Miss Hart? No, because it's, it's kind of platformer-ish, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So, like, usually I steer away from those kind of games because they it's really hard to, um, you know, keep my attention, unfortunately. But it is a pretty game. I do know that much. So I think you need to at least add this to your list of games to hopefully play one day because they're very special, <laughs> very this honest. and uh, Will of the Wisps. <laughs> I think it's going to get longer by the end of today. <laughs> I'll send you, I'll send you, a, a, is it reflex paper? Is that 250 sheets or 500 sheets in a ream? I'll send you a ream of paper and some pens. I love that terminology that for a ream. Sounds A ream. Sounds That's right. Isn't that what they call it? A yeah, ream it of is. Paper? It's a ream of paper. Yeah. Trust me. Office yes. work, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you remember dot matrix printers? You know, the ones that were sort of one big continuous sheet of paper and they'd print out and it had like little dot bits down the side you could pull off. Yeah, yeah. And you could, oh, the the feeling of like just ripping them off. When you get a good rip. Mm. My uh, my work from like a few lives ago had one of those as their like order printing machine and it was the biggest pain in the ass. Oh, really? Yeah, just because like it'd jam all the time I mean, or sometimes you'd try and printers. get that sweet rip and it wouldn't be sweet and then you'd end up ripping like the sales order or something. You're like, fuck, now i got to reprint this thing. Anyway, uh, the last response come from Twitter from at Paul James Games. I guess it's not a single moment but a compilation. Vivian Final Fantasy IX as he gradually comes to develop his own identity and detach himself from his cloned origins. Aww. Now, Miss Hart, have you played like, you know, I'm I'm not a big Final Fantasy guy, so I've got zero skin in this game. I've never you played. You got any skin? I've got well, my Final Fantasy knowledge is like two games, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I think I've seen people play this one on stream. I think I always get them mixed up. So. Yeah. As a, as a related note, I did buy Final Fantasy VII remake over the Christmas break. Oh yeah. And I will play it over the coming months. Uh, but right now, I don't even have a PlayStation 5 because it's down in Melbourne uh, getting the oh, final yeah. touches for my modifications done. So I should hopefully have it back maybe by the end of this week. So I'm excited to see that. But um, yeah, I'm excited to play that uh, FF7 remake that everyone's all about and see if it builds on my 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 little love affair with Final Fantasy. It's been a very brief summer fling so far in my lifetime but uh we'll get it going miss hart let's uh let's throw this question to ourselves what is your most heartwarming moment you've experienced in a video game so i'm sure there's been quite a few but it's really hard to isolate ones where i myself kind of went like oh you know um 
But this is like very mild spoilers for Bug Snacks, and I know, right? She's talking about Bug Snacks, so get ready for it. But um, there's a character in this game called Chandlo, and um, yep. he's actually played by um, Yuri Lowenthal, who I think oh, yeah. um, Australia's Jono. Yeah. Um, and um, he, he's this, like, kind of dude bro, jockey kind of uh, character. And he's usually found um, helping uh, his, you know, close companion, Snorpy, who is a nerdy, awkward, anxious character. So, you know, you're playing through the game, you're doing side quests and everything. And then it soon comes to Snorpy's kind of, he realizes that he he likes Chandlo more than a, than a friend he actually likes him more as a companion so then you're there trying to help snorpy you know get the guts to go and tell this friend who's the polar opposites you've got a dude jock bro guy kind of and a nerd and you're helping him convince him to approach chanlo to say that he likes him more than a friend and then chanlo goes what are you talking about we've been dating for ages oh and it's like <laughs> such a goofy game, but it was such a nice moment that the dude bro, you know, Chanlo was like, "What are you talking about, dude? We've been dating for ages." And I'm like, "That's great." Aw. That's so that cute. was actually he was a- just so blinded by the love that he didn't know they were already a thing. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was a very, very cute moment. That is very adorable. As I mentioned, a few of the ones that JP uh, rattled off earlier would certainly make the short list. Uh, but I've gone with. A more recent game, uh, we're talking about The Last of Us Part 2 and we're talking about a flashback scene that Ellie has where Joel uh, takes Ellie on like a little surprise adventure through the forests and everything to, to the Wyoming Museum for her birthday and they uh, they explore this museum, uh, they have some cute little banter, there's some great little in-jokes about Jurassic Park and things like that and then mm-hmm. it then it ends with they jump in this space shuttle and uh, he puts this tape deck and the, you know, the headphones on her and she hears this space launch and they sort of play it out and it's such a beautiful, beautiful scene. It's, it's you know, probably 30 minutes or so worth of uh game time there and it's it's a breakaway from what happens and um it's just really really touching like it it messed me up from from the jump obviously and it sort of you know just seeing this this bond further develop this sort of you know surrogate father daughter relationship that they've they've had uh since since the original game and uh it's it's just perfect it really is Oh my goodness! It's just this. This game makes me feel all the emotions all the time. But this, this was just a beautiful moment amongst a lot of heavy dread, darkness, emotional yeah. gut punches, and it's it's some of my favorite writing in video games. Just this little this little thirty minute sort of breakaway flashback that's just so full of heart and it's so wholesome and uh, the acting is on point and the soundtrack and just this little world and, and I'm all about it. Yeah, the little bit of sunshine in that game, it seems like. Because I've, I've watched people play that certain part and it does seem um, very heartwarming, very special, a very special moment for these two characters, especially considering what's to come. So, yeah, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah. I like that. I like that it's a little bit of sunshine. That's a perfect way to describe that that whole scene there because, yeah, that... Uh, that franchise isn't known for you know constant uh, good amounts of positivity and happiness. So you sort mm. of take them as you can while you're playing uh, The Last of Us, The Last of Us Part 2. Uh, moving on to the next question, 
Who slash what is the most unique character that you find attractive slash have a crush on in a video game? Miss Hart, did you want to grab Twitters yeah. or Discords on this one? I'll just keep the Discords. If, Easy peasy. If they, if they hear me get their name wrong multiple times, you can just keep hearing it again, guys. Um, so we have Tillhouse who says, Rinoa Hartley from Final Fantasy VIII um, was my video game crush as a kid. And I know that character because that's the one Final Fantasy that I've actually played. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I get it. Cute little petite, black hair, um, a yeah. very classic outfit um from like what i remember like growing up yeah, and like it a, being referenced like a blue singlety it's, top thingy it actually seems one of the more mm, kind, yeah kind of practical you know jrpg outfits that you usually see a female lead wear um but yeah it was kind of kind of badass so and i i get this crush it's she's really cute she is very cute is it is it very narrow-minded of me to say that she sort of reminds me a little bit of tifa from seven mm, maybe a little Okay. She's, she's got the same sort of hairstyle and... and well, her hair's short. Yeah. Isn't Tifa's sure? hair long? Like, her hair's like... Rinoa's hair's about here? Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, I'm Tifa's looking at hair. some photos of her as well, and it's, it's yeah, like, bust level, bust length. I remember it being a little bit more shorter than that. Yeah, I don't know. I have, I like, know. referenced, like, her hair before and being like... That was when I was young, Ali, and with my natural brown hair going, like... I could do black hair. I could totally do black hair. <laughs> she could not. She um, could not. <laughs> next up, we have Lemo Tank, who says, Elizabeth from Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. Might have a running on what your favorite game is. Yeah. It, it's a phenomenal game, though. Like, I loved what they did with Infinite. Like, it's a great step away from what we got with 1 and 2 about being, you know, deep in the ocean with the rapture and now you're... Uh, you know, up in the up in this sky city, and it's really vibrant. And and Elizabeth, she's an adorable character. Like you do, she's cute. You do feel some feel some things for uh, Miss Elizabeth during your journey as a book of wit. Mm. And another good outfit too, blue and white as well. Mm. Mm. Just like uh, Renault there. Yeah. Some uh, continuity. Uh, next up, we have Clayton, who says Morgana from wait Morgana from Persona yeah. Five. Yep. All right. It is the most unique. Like we're talking about unique characters. We are so talking about unique. He's a little cat party member. Oh, I know. And is so cute and has such a smart ass. Oh, okay. That's fair. Got a large plush toy of him when I went to Japan 2018. Oh, I see. Okay. Like I agree. Morgana is adorable. Like I actually adored Morgana as a character in Persona. Um, especially like those moments that you share just like like this is sounds it's going to sound wrong but like those you know moments that you two share together are just in your room in the apartment just at late of night like some of those conversational pieces that you have so you yeah. really feel for Morgana he is so full of full of heart and guidance you know mm. some of them little back and forths you have with uh, Morgana and Joker where yeah as you said like you've just finished your shift or you've just gotten back from the batting Bang. cages or whatever else and you're talking about life and yeah, he's a great little confidant to have by your side in, in Persona 5. Even with Morgana dealing with Morgana's like issues and what they're dealing with. So, yeah, like I it's I I get it from I get it from a very emotional level to be honest, so. Yeah. Um and then we have Ramsa who says Lin from Fire Emblem the Blazing Sword. Now Fire Emblem because I know of I only knew of since um, Three Houses because that game went off. Like, everyone was playing it. And I've got to say, from Three Houses, 
there is a lot of good looking characters, both female, male, like they they look really nice. So I'm sure You know Lynn- what's uh what's interesting is Lynn is also wearing uh a blue garb. Like we're getting some some consistency here as far as these crushes where they're all in like an, a blue colored attire. And uh it's got like a split in the skirt similar to uh to some of the characters we just mentioned, like um similar to Renoa's outfit. So it's it's interesting that there's uh, consistencies here amongst the listeners. Ladies need to wear blue. It's yeah, the and a uh, bit of yeah, blue in color and show a bit of leg, and you might make a, a random list like this one day. All right, if we migrate over to Twitter, at its Tilby says Overwatch's Zarya could carry me in her arms, and I'd have absolutely no problem with it. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. I get she it. She is a very powerful sexy stoic woman isn't she i get it her um 80s outfit is awesome so oh I get yeah it. yeah nah she's uh she's something uh she like even tilby if you weren't feeling like getting carried she'd just pick you up over her shoulder and uh take you away because yeah. uh she'd a boss she'd a boss lady mm-hmm. and at rusty steel pipe on twitter henna from twilight princess i remember spending hours fishing because it's idyllic just to hang out in a boat on the lake with her Aww. that is about <laughs> a thousand cutes uh rusty steel pipe a thousand cutes uh yeah like i'm a, I'm a sucker for a good uh a good fishing moment in in a video game and, and if you can add a little bit of heart and do it with a friend i think that's a win and uh she's a, she's a cute little character and and having a little uh, companion with you as you as you wet a line and try and catch some fish, it's uh, great. I like her little bucket hat she wears when they're out in the lake too. <laughs> gotta say, gotta say, you know, sun smart as they say, slip slop slap. Classic. Plus a girl that fishes. A lot of fishes. A lot of fishes. Miss Hart, what's uh, what's your most unique character that you find attractive slash have a crush on? In See, the I was going through unique, right? And then I also realized that I don't really have like crushes on characters too much like I've, I've i think i've previously said i've had a crush on Shax from um destiny because i just yep. love his nature yep. and his supportiveness um <laughs> he, he gets behind you he gets behind you, know, when, you when guardians are doing well old Shax is a bit yeah. tingly under that armor suit i'll tell you yeah i want someone to get excited about my wins more than me so that'd be great <laughs> but then i was like thinking in the past like like who i found like i was kind of like mm, okay all right and like I, I realized Johnny Gat was one from Saints Row. Damn, yep. Is it because he just got this swagger about him? Yeah, was it the swagger that he's got him? Like just he's got the smart ass attitude. He was like super cool without really needing to try. And he was like he was super loyal as well. So I think like I kind of had that. And I was also thinking about like Goro Majima as well from the Yakuza series. But like yep. uh, uh, Ponytail's alright, but I re- obviously like him in the classic gold open suit, like the golden tux where he wears with no shirt underneath the yep, eye yep. patch uh, fashion statement right there yeah and then like and then i just kept on thinking about it and then i'm also like i think i also have a thing for gorons from zelda okay it's mm. fair it's fair <laughs> you know, i'm 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 not one i'm never going to pass judgment on on who people find attractive or not attractive in this world like it's it's funny. Like there is a lot of unique people, like a lot of unique looking people in this world and in the video game worlds. And you know what? That's perfectly fine. You know, there's somebody for everybody. I'm a big believer in that. Sometimes you just want someone big and strong that can roll around all over the place. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've um, like I had a little bit of a reflection on this question, and it's it's funny because I I 
I realize I develop crushes very easily in uh, in games and, and sometimes in life. Uh, mm. Curse cursed my big old heart. But um, I, I sort of just narrowed in on the Mass Effect franchise as a whole Naturally, as far yeah. as my <laughs> most unique characters because not, not only did I find that like all these alien races, I think, and, and a lot of people, like this is, I don't think it's uncommon, like a lot of people sort of have a little bit of a alien crush or kink to themselves, you know, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Liara's gorgeous, uh, like, you know, Tali, I think is great. Like y- you never really see her face. She's in like this pressurized space suit and she's almost like this like floating alien void entity under there. But like mm-hmm. she, she's a Corian, one of the core members of, of Shepard's squad, uh, you know, really, really smart, bit of a genius. You have some really cool and in-depth conversations with her. But then, like, outside of that, even, like, crushing on, like, like um, you know, Garrus. Everybody loves Garrus. Everyone's got a thing for Garrus. But, like, Thane Krios, like, this old Zen sniper master uh, who's, like, um, what's what's that? Um, what's that Guillermo del Toro movie that just came out? The Water? Something about the water? He's oh, like a- it's like a fish yeah. man. Yeah, there's like a fish yeah. guy in it. Yeah. yeah, and and that's Thane. You know, even like even like Grunt and Rex, like the big giant, you know, reptilian tadpole looking fellas. Like even just like their like machismo and everything, I find myself I'm like, yeah, you're all right. You know, I, I can, I, if, if there's a romance option for you, Grunt, <laughs> I'd uh, I'd take you take you to a place on the Citadel and wine and dine you. Like, I don't know. I so think. Did- did they just make this game purposefully just making everyone pretty all right? Like, you know, someone that you'd want to get with? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> like, there is there is a couple of characters that I despise with a passion in, in that game that, yeah, I definitely never never take to the captain's quarters. But, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I think it's just... <laughs> um, I think it's the unknown. Like, any game where there is this courtship with, like, an alien race or like a synthetic or a robot or whatever, anything that's just like left of center. It's got this just immediate intrigue for me where Mm. I'm like, "Mm, I think I could love you. And I think we could make it work. (laughs) Like just this weird dumb (laughs) shit like that. And then I just see if it works out. Like, but yeah, I'm I'm just going to sort of blanket statement my response and say, any any, <laughs> any of the uh, the non humanoid characters from the Mass Effect franchise. So yeah, any anyone uh, like you know PB and in, in uh, Andromeda going all the way back to number one with Liara and Garrus and Co. Like I'm I'm all in. Give me that crazy alien SpaceX. Give it to me. Actually, every which way. I'm also going to say this. It sounds like very conceited, but I guess technically it's not. I totally am attracted to my destiny character, by the way. She's yeah. great. She's got an amazing butt. So yeah, I'm attracted to my own character. So that's fine. Yeah. As uh as the as the great RuPaul says, hey how, how like, you know, how can you love somebody else if you don't love yourself? Yeah. I think I paraphrase that. I but, think you uh, do. But yeah, you do. You gotta you gotta love yourself before you can love anybody else. So uh Miss Hart, you're on the right track. There's hope for you yet. I'm taking this out of the gutter. So <laughs> next question. <laughs> All right. Um, the next one, we, I thought we'd just uh, have a quick look at the uh, the ranker.com uh, official website. Uh, clearly, you can't deny or argue with any of these statistics or ranking lists. Uh, obviously, Ranker, as the website is titled, all they really have is uh, crowd-ranked lists on everything in the universe you could think of you want to find a list about you know the the hottest 
I don't know, McDonald's characters or something. No doubt it's on Ranker.com. So, no um, doubt it's Grimace. No doubt. Oh, yeah, definitely definitely not Birdie. No, not she could piss off. Yeah. <laughs> but, but give me a bit of that big purple. Give me a bit of that. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not Hamburglar too. He'd, I no, just don't think you can trust him. Leave Hamburglar on the list. Guy wears yeah. masks. Yeah, you can't try. Oh, yeah, a bit of bit of bit of keep the hat on. Bit of S and M. Keep the hat on and that tie, son. Come get these cheeseburgers. All right. So first and foremost, we're going to look at the. Um, this is a very in depth list. Like it goes, it's holy moly. It keeps going. Like it's probably a hundred characters. We're not going to do that, but we're just going to maybe look at the top ten, and then maybe. Uh, Throw in anyone else that you think uh, would make this list. So, so these are based off the votes here from the top ten. There's about twenty seven hundred or so votes on average per person in this top ten. And uh, number ten and number nine are uh, done by Street Fighter characters. We've got Chun Li coming in at number ten with the uh, the big powerful thighs and the old uh, hurricane kick. Mm. Then we've got Cammy, the uh, the English super spy with the the two long braids uh, at number nine. Uh, Bayonetta coming in at number eight. We've got Cortana from Halo at number seven. Uh, Yennefer from the Witcher series at number six. Jill Valentine from obviously Resident Evil in number five. Uh, Morrigan Ainsland from the Darkstalker series coming in at number four. Uh, Number three, we've got Samus from the Metroid franchise and uh, Lara Croft at number two. And at number one, uh, Tifa Lockhart, who we mentioned earlier from Final Fantasy VII, so, Miss Hart, how would you like? Are you in agreement with that ten? Is there anyone that you'd, you'd probably bump out and include in place? Like, um, Cammy can what's get your fucked. quick thoughts on this. I don't understand why Cammy's there. Yeah, she's a, you know, she, she's nothing special. Maybe it's the the Kylie Minogue bump from the movie. You know, oh. Kylie Minogue is a world renowned uh, superstar, so maybe they get a bit of Kylie Minogue fandom there to get her into the top ten. Perhaps. I'm pretty happy Bayonetta gets a, a mention in here um, because I think Bayonetta's pretty damn smoking hot. Um, yeah. Yennefer makes sense as well. Uh, I just want everyone to know um, that the Cortana picture that they've decided to use is clearly like a Rule 34 one. Like, it's definitely yeah. not official. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's some sexy fanfic. If you turn mm. the page after that photo there, uh, mm. you know, Master Chief, uh, she's, she's getting the John Spartan, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> And I just want to also give an honourable mention to Samus being on here because you technically only see her in a robot suit most of the time, right? So yeah, oh, you, she's in. You, you see her in a few iterations where she's in a more streamlined outfit, and she, she's an attractive character. You know, I, I think it's still one of the biggest like whoa moments in gaming where you know way back when on the Game Boy, and she she takes that helmet off, and you find out she's a female. Like that was it's a bit of a big moment. Um, hmm. old Morrigan from Darksiders, the uh, the busty, sexy, green-haired vampire girl. Yeah. Uh, she she's certainly in a fair amount of Rule Thirty Four. That's for damn sure. Oh, um, yeah. This this listing's interesting. I think like um, just missing the top ten. You've got like Katana and Melina at eleven and thirteen. Yeah. Uh, Catwoman at twelve. Uh, Ada Wong at fourteen. Princess Zelda at fifteen. Catherine. See from from the game called Catherine, mm. and then you see uh, Ari from uh, uh, League of Legends popping in at eighteen there. But Can't I think this list is pretty fair. Tifa Tifa is gorgeous, and I do have a bit of a crush on old Tifa. I'd probably I... put Yennefer at the top though. I don't 
get Tifa. I don't get the... Are you guys also, like, attracted to her personality as well? Because for me, I feel like Tifa's very plain Jane when it comes to all the video game characters that are out there. And you guys go for, like, Tifa. I don't know. There's just something about her. Like, um, she's got a big heart. And and maybe, maybe I do like the plain Jane. Maybe I do... I, I want some stability in my life, Miss Hart. I want some... I don't don't need to worry that uh, I'm going to come home one day and there's going to be some big drama going on at home or they've disappeared on an adventure and they're off raiding tombs and I don't see them again for two years. I want some want some stability at my aliens. home. But uh, yeah. but yeah, Yen's Yen's my number one. Uh, we've talked about uh, talked about her in length on previous uh, love and romance themed episodes here. So yeah, Yen Yen would land at number one for me there. But um. Miss Hart, if we sort of jump across and give uh, give some of the blokes a bit of love. Uh, sadly, there isn't a, a list on Ranker for the hottest male characters uh, in video games. So Which kind of throws what you said before really into a loop. That they've got everything, yeah, I know. I was just talking them up and then uh, talking them down, you know, that's what we do here. But uh, there's a few interesting lists doing the rounds. I've sort of correlated a couple of them and um, one list on the top10s.com uh, actually saw Sonic the Hedgehog at number one. Hell as yeah! Far as uh, hottest male video game characters. Wait. Oh, hottest. Mm, I was gonna say most girls probably wouldn't want him because he, you know, he's got to go fast. <laughs> uh, but some some common threads we're seeing on these lists. Uh, Nathan Drake is is constantly in the top five to top three. Hmm. Uh, Geralt of Rivia. Makes that makes oh, the list yeah. very regularly as well. Uh, Snow Villiers from uh, Final Fantasy 13, with his random bit of fringe popping up, uh, popping down between his his beanie or I don't know, do rag or whatever the heck he's wearing all the time. Everyone loves a bit of snow. Uh, John Marston gets a bit of love on there too. Solid Snake is a is a constant. Uh, we get a bit of Link, uh, but yeah, um, I think universally, or not universally, but for the most part, um, yeah. Uh, Nathan Drake is is the man. Jacob Taylor from Mass Effect 2 gets a bit of love. And also on a list uh, from levelskip.com, they give the number one to Waluigi as as the hottest male video game character of all time. That makes sense. Yes, it does make sense. (laughs) But like like, uh, the the previous list, uh, you know what? Prince um, Sidon? From uh, Breath of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, I get yeah, that. Yeah. Like, there was a moment where, like, I was dealing with him. And I'm like, hmm. So. <laughs> maybe. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, and Jin in Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, Jin. Kratos gets some love. Uh, the the big the big burly uh, demigod. Uh, oh. He's he's certainly another one. Like, we were talking about Zarya picking you up and throwing you over your shoulder. Kratos would, would do the same. Uh, but there's there's a lot of great characters. Not a talker uh, though. <laughs> no, no. But that, I'm I'm happy with that. You know, if, after I've had a long day at work, where my job for the most part is talking, the last thing some days I want to do is get home and get into a very in depth discussion. So, oh, so Kratos okay. and I, we could have something. We could have something there. Yeah, it could work. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's let's keep things moving, and we're gonna jump onto. Our last question that we sort of got some listener responses on, and that is, who's your video game ride or die? Miss Hart, I'm going to throw the discordies to you. Hell yeah. All right, Tillhouse, uh, you said Epona. That's quite literal. I'll <laughs> ride uh, Legend of Zelda. 
Um, and I used to whistle upon a song to my daughter oh, when she was a baby. And every time I whistle the song now, it makes me smile. So for the opponent, so for that opponent is my video game MVP. That just was so cute at the end there with the song and the whistle. I know the yeah. I know the tunes though. Yeah, that is, that is certainly a winner right there. Um, yeah, it's 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 certainly we won't see any Roach from uh, The Witcher Three as far as horse love. That's for sure because that horse is uh, the, sure the polar opposite of a pony, I think. What was that? That was rude. I just said there's a mod for it. Um, hey. Horse love. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Limo Tank, who says Master Chief. That makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we got Clayton saying, Chris Redfield, being with him from the original Resident Evil, so interesting to see how Village goes considering they seem to be making him the bad guy. That's true. It does look yeah, like that. I'm I'm very excited to see if, if Chris is sort of this this antagonist in, in Village. Uh, mm. It certainly is cut that way in the trailers, but it's a good thing with a good trailer. It can very, be very misleading. Chris- so we shall see. How, Clayton, I'm very curious because Chris has had a lot of changes to his appearance. So yeah, I'd be kind of curious which one's your favorite, which is the the one that you uh, associate with more, I guess. He's become a very big boy, old He's Chris very, Redfield. Yeah. He's very, very chonky these yeah. days. Ramsa said, big boss from Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, not, the various that? iterations of Solid and Liquid and all their other names they're known Melted. as. like. Yeah, <laughs> gas. <laughs> um, I, I I always found with Metal Gear Solid though the more intriguing and interesting characters were not tied to to the main line. Like it was always the baddies and the the ancillary characters you meet along the way. Like mm-hmm. old Snake, he was a dude, but you know he was just the just there. He was the the main device and the 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 character of the game. But all the other characters I thought were always more interesting in their little backstories and stuff. Hmm. All right, jumping over to Twitter's at its Tilby says, more recent one, but it's got to be Judy. Obviously, we're talking Judy Alvarez from Cyberpunk 2077, and she is she is a great character. And you do have some phenomenal moments with her in the game, which we'll be talking about on the Cyberpunk uh, 2077 spoiler cast. You'll yeah, hear. I, I won't voice my opinions of Judy here. You can hear it on the spoiler cast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tune in on that. And that Rusty Steel Pipe on Twitter's ride or die for... Luca Teal of Mira in Dark Souls 2, a peerless fighter, kind and honorable despite her steadily deteriorating mind. Her ending is tragic, but I always aid her quest in every run. Mm. That's great. Like, um, I know a little bit about this character, and yeah, from what I hear, it is a bit of an emotional, emotional story as far as how it plays out for, for Luca Teal. Mm. But um, yeah, Dark Souls, those games just terrified me. Yeah, that's well, not so terrifying. Sad and for so me, angry. Miss Hart, who's your video game ride or die? So I had to think about this one and I decided to go with Lydia from um, Elder Scrolls. The reason I chose Lydia is because, like, the first time I ever played it, I, I enjoyed her, like, company as a companion and everything. And then she just died. I don't know where she died. I don't know. I couldn't <laughs> find her body. I lost her. And because of that, I stopped playing. I just stopped playing the game. So Wow. It I, impacted you that heavily. It p- impacted me that heavily. And it's only been Lydia where I've returned to a game and like I made right this time. So I went to her. I married her, made her an honest woman. So um, we bought the house in Hella Yarkin Hall, which is um, up in the mountains. So we had this beautiful little 
like actually it's quite a decent sized house so up in the mountains and she she's just so strong she speaks her mind and she's not you know unfamiliar with sarcasm so um lydia's my ride or die yeah two peas in a pod there that, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that description at the end yeah so you, you've got a got a nice nice house nice life nice woman mm-hmm. uh, with some uh, wholesome content there in skyrim it's uh, mm-hmm. such a great game such a great game. I didn't and, want her to die again, so I, you know, married her and put her in the house and she can do whatever she wants there so she won't die. I've got to say, when <laughs> when you do lose a partner in a video game, whether it be someone that you're maybe already with at the start of a game and you just see the story uh, play out during the game or someone that you can court and marry and whatever else, then you lose mm. them. It is one of the most heartbreaking things that can happen in gaming by a long way at least for me, like it messes me up when it does. you put all this hard work in to become this person's partner only for them to be ripped away in a big catastrophic event or, you know, a crazy big scene that plays out in a mission. Like it is, it is heartbreaking and, um, you know, soul crushing. So uh, I feels you, mm. I feels you. My writer, I don't know if I have one ride or die, sort of doubling back to what I was saying with Mass Effect, I, I seem to fall fall in love or in lust or crush in video games and, and media and probably life, which I need to probably get assessed and addressed far too easily. So I've got many, many a ride or die. Like my most recent uh, is obviously Pan Am from Cyberpunk 2077. I'm all about her. I would I would take all the bullets for her. I, mm-hmm. I adore that woman. Uh, you know, people like, like Yen... In Mass Effect, uh, Aloy in Horizon, not in Mass Effect, Yen in The Witcher, Witcher. Uh, yeah, Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn. These these characters, uh, I'm I'm just all about them as a person and just what they stand for, or just how great they are, or the stories and the hardship they go through. So I'm all about uh, these big strong female leads within gaming. So I'm going to say I'm just going to shout out all. All of my ride or dies that I've experienced over the years. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm mailing this answer in because I couldn't settle on just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked I liked Clayton with the, the Redfield reference. Like I, I had some some Resident Evil people on the shortlist like Jill Valentine, Leon Kennedy uh, from Resident Evil 2. I probably side with slightly more than Chris because uh, he's, he's a little bit more of a, a nicer character with some more believable <laughs> motives. I'm I'm a big fan of uh of Leon. But um yeah, that's Marada Die. My other one I was gonna mention that I had on my notes is is Squirtle from Pokemon. I always Aww. have to have to get me a little Squirtle in just about every Pokemon playthrough I have. And if like going back to the OGs, he was always my starter. Even though Charmander and Bulbasaur are great additions as well. He was always he's Marada Die, little Squirtle. I'm gonna get a Squirtle tattoo eventually, but uh yeah. He's he's my little my little uh my little reptilian ride or die. Love me Squirtle. Aww. Shout side up. Nice. Say all right, Miss <laughs> Hart. Mm. Let's jump into the last uh, the last segment of this podcast, mm. and uh, this isn't uh, tied into listener responses, but we thought we'd we thought we'd each write a love letter to a game that was either released uh, in twenty twenty. Uh, or to be released in 2021. Uh, we'll put an asterisk with that, obviously, with COVID things and delays. These games could slip into future years, but at this stage, this these games that we may be talking about for 2021 
are on the release schedule for this year. So, yeah. Miss Hart, did you want to lead us off? Like, we haven't seen each other's respective love letters here, no. so we don't know what's going to get talked about. And um, I'm excited. I'm excited to hear you uh, speak from the heart on this one. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> this is my love letter. I remember when I first heard about you all those years ago. I couldn't wait to see you. So many things I wanted to know. When it was almost time for us to meet, you had to cancel our date. You didn't feel 100% ready. And so a few months more, I would wait. Then came the special day when you were here and it turned out to be the perfect time, I must confess. Little did you know when you had to push back, you would arrive when the world was a mess. You gave me an island, a little place to call my own, a nice getaway from everything to build, to have fun, to grow. I made friends with cute little critters. I got to build my very own home. You fulfilled my greatest fantasy to know how to fulfill paying off a loan. I admit at times I would go away for many months on end, but I do appreciate you trying to spice it up with parties and fun events. The main thing is you are always there for me and we are never truly apart. So here's to you, Animal Crossing New Horizon. Happy Valentine's Day from Miss Ali Hart. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. That was <laughs> perfect. The rhyming, chef's kiss, phenomenal. I wasn't sure which game you were going to go with. I was thinking about this when I was writing mine this morning mm -hmm. at like 1.30, and I thought maybe Animal Crossing might get some love, and I'm happy that's where you went <laughs> and um, nailed it. Nailed it, nailed it, nailed it. Thank you so much. It was it was actually pretty surprisingly easy to write. So it, shout it out to It flowed like fine wine. It was great. I'm, I'm upset there was no rhyming of Tom Nook and Crook in there, but uh, I know you've got a bit more of a high regard for Mr. Yeah, some, Mr. Some Nook. Yes, some of us love and appreciate Mr. Nook, okay? so <laughs> <laughs> And his life lessons. Yeah. All right, let's hear it. All right, <clears throat> here's my love letter. Sadly, I've got no rhyming in mind. Mine's more of just a, a letter from my uh, sleep-deprived heart at uh, yeah 1 a.m. this morning. Dearest Gorilla Games, nearly four years have passed since I first fell in love with your then-new ambitious post-apocalyptic action RPG that was unlike anything you and your development team had attempted previously. Going from a tired and aimless franchise like Killzone to Horizon Zero Dawn is something I will never forget. The story of a young huntress abandoned at birth by her people and raised by my body double roast, and I'm still waiting on my royalty checks, Gorilla. Aloy is a character very near and dear to not only my heart, but also the other 10 million people have purchased your fantastic game. The story of a strong and smart female lead trying to find her place in a robot dinosaur-filled world was everything I wanted and more. As I sit here at my desk, staring up with heart eyes at my signed Horizon Zero Dawn poster, cheers Joel Ursher, I cannot help but daydream and fantasize about what giant creatures Aloy will encounter during her adventures in 2021's, fingers crossed, Forbidden West. Will we see a group of robo-raptors? Perhaps Mechagodzilla? Maybe a Jeff Goldblum crossover? Can you imagine? My heart would explode from such happiness. As I type this letter, my fingers are already tingling with excitement about the increased immersion possibilities courtesy of the PlayStation 5's DualSense controller. Feeling the tension on my Kaja Warbow's bowstring just before I let my arrow fly is going to be an experience I will sing from the rooftops for years to come. With the latest PS5 technological advancements, Forbidden West could be special. No, scratch that, it will be special. 
just make sure it's done right. No corners are to be cut, no teraflops are to be left behind. Please, Gorilla, treat my Aloy with care. She means the absolute world to me. If you were to release her into the world underprepared and incomplete, it would break my heart. The world is in a dark enough place already, and the last thing we need is another broken game that social media shitheads can zero in on and aimlessly attack and tear down. Aloy, Silence, Hades, I'll see you on launch day. I'll be there with flowers and one of those embarrassing I love you airport signs. Love always. Horizon Zero Dawn superfan. Brendan White. Aww. It's such a sweet letter. <laughs> also, but there was like there was like a lot of moments there where I'm almost certain there was like like double meanings, like pulling back your arrow and a little bit of tension there. Okay. Maybe, but <laughs> this, this was all this was all from my heart. It was uh yeah, it was just trying to trying to sort of yeah, write a little love letter to to not only Gorilla Games but Horizon Zero Dawn as a whole and and mm-hmm. Aloy for just being a great little character. So, uh, Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of our uh, very different uh, episode 228 of The Hungry Gamers. Anything you want to say before we close up the studio for another week? Well, I guess the bottom line is on this Valentine's, the day of love, um, all the all the negative that I said before, the main thing is, is just always to make sure that you're looking out for yourself and that, you know, you love yourself one way or another. Amen to that. Like, and and for those that are listening that might not have a special someone, don't don't beat yourself up. Like, you know, the world doesn't end if you're alone. Like, <laughs> coming from, I'm 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 in that boat right now. You know, you wanna you wanna get together and play some games and and have a laugh on on Valentine's Day. Uh, hit me up. Actually, no, you can't because it's going to be past Valentine's Day when this comes out. If you want to play some games on belated Valentine's Day, let's say Monday when this game releases hit me up but yeah you'll be fine you know there's there's, as i said there's someone out there for everybody uh your time will come you will find that great grand romance you will find uh the person that you can build or buy a house up on the hill and have these moments like uh, miss hart does in skyrim with lydia Mm -hmm. and you know that uh you know till house has with epona and clayton with chris redfield all these things like there's someone out there for everybody and uh your time will come but just uh you know keep that head up keep fighting and uh keep that heart open you know, you never know who's going to walk through that door one day and uh, give you that life you want. But yeah, Miss Hart, I think that's it for us here at THG. Mm-hmm. Until next week, Ape Nation, much love. And stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.